Do I overshare? Is that the problem? No, just it, it, out of context. It's just not going to work. So. Oh, I forgot you're the editor. Yeah. Welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. That song you're hearing is from the Prey soundtrack, the 2017 game, and it's called Everything Is Going To Be Okay. And the reason why we've got that as our intro music is that we are going to be covering the E3 event that is taking place next week. And this pod in particular is going to be all about the Microsoft conference, and we are praying that everything is going to be okay. But I think, having spoken to Dan very briefly before this, we're feeling quite optimistic this year. Well, there's a lot riding on this week's one. This week's one. This year's pod, even. <laughs> <Yeah>. Pod! This <laughs> year's conference, even. God, I got there eventually. So I'm trying to do about four things at the same time. It's okay. <laughs> twiddling those knobs is uh, yeah. not going to do itself. No, no. I, I'm, and I'm a master at the knob twiddling. So, Absolutely. Yes. Well, look, as ever, it's me, Tom. Opposite me is Dan. Hello. And we've got in the wank shed our contingent up in Scotland. Duncan, hello. Good evening. And as I sort of said, we're going to be talking about the Microsoft conference at E3. Yes, I mean, this is the... this. Is, I mean, not enough people are talking about Xbox right now, in my opinion. And we are the ex, we are, we are Xbox fanboys, basically. Basically. Who happen to also love the Switch and own PS4s and PCs and whatnot. But the Xbox is probably our primary console, I would say. Absolutely. Well, it's nice. You actually even said it in that sort of like kind of tiered way. It's like we are all Xbox fanboys. Yeah. We quite like the Switch. And some of us own PS4s. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we own it, but don't really do anything with so, it. So Microsoft's press conference this year has to include a massive amount. So we're going to do a whole pod just on that. Absolutely. Because I think I, it's the I, only way to do it. Yeah, and also there's no Sony press conference this year, although I think we'll probably get a state of play in the next few days, I'd imagine. Probably before the pod comes out, which is inconvenient. Um, <laughs> and um, also Nintendo have their directs. EA are away from... Uh, E3 now they do their own EA Play thing. Absolutely. So, so really, the the biggest press conference this week is, or next week, sorry, is the Microsoft press conference. And when you look at what they've got to uh, potentially got to announce, you can kind of see why. And almost treat this as a content for what we'll be talking about in the pod. Uh, new Xbox for starters. Absolutely. Pro- Project Scarlet and the Anaconda. Um, you've got Project X Cloud, their streaming service, uh, which has been a lot of talk about. You've got 14 game studio announcements, 14 first-party game studio announcements, apparently. Absolutely. So we'll go through those and just discuss what we want. Well, what we want from them, we'll discuss in the next pod because we'll, we'll do predictions. No, we'll just do predictions. Well, we'll do what we want in this pod. Admin, sorry. Um, and um, apart from that, I just just what, what we can expect from the Microsoft press conference in general. But there's a lot of games, there's a new console on the horizon, um, and there's an exciting streaming service as well. So a lot to talk about, I think, just for Microsoft alone. Absolutely. So, yeah. Let's just, before we go into yeah. this, because we are hoping that everything's going to be okay. It will be. Foreshadowing, or maybe just coming before, take what you want from it. Yeah. There's a really good little feature on PC Gamer at the moment where it's saying stuff like, 
every single one is kind of uh, that the little element has gone. How did it go at E3 2018? I've been reading that as well. Yeah, exactly. How is it doing right now? How what has it got right lately? What's it got wrong lately? What it's got wrong lately, undoubtedly, was Crackdown Three. Games. Let's 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 not beat around the bush. Games in general. And that was where I was leading. I think they're being quite generous by saying just Crackdown Three. I think it's hilarious because even even other outlets like you know Zero Punctuation, this mm. Gapist, Gamespot, everyone has been saying that actually when they launched everything, when they were sort of doing their announcements at E3 2018, they were like, oh my goodness, are all these games exclusive to Xbox? Like, well, well, no, but you can play them on Xbox. Yeah. So, I mean, let's let's start with this. The Xbox One is not a bad game console. In by fact, any of the stretch of the imagination. In fact, by, by starting behind the curve, behind Sony's sales, they've been forced to do some things that that they wouldn't normally do, I'd say. So, some some interesting things. So yes. let's have a look at things like um, the uh, adaptive controller yep. for uh, people with disabilities. Yes. Which is fantastic, which yes. is great. Uh, you've got Game Pass as well, yes. which probably wouldn't, if they were leading, leading this race, probably wouldn't see that. You've got some potentially exciting news about Nintendo as well. Yes. Uh, they are the ones that are hammering home the cross-play ideas. You've got everything available on Windows 10 pretty much as well. It's forced them to do some interesting things. It's just the games haven't been good. Uh, was it Dragon Scale? Scalebound. Scale never Bound. came out. Never came out. Crackdown 3, disappointing. Yes. Sea of Thieves, took a while to get going. But by all accounts, from what I understand, pretty good right now. Unfortunately, it might have missed the boat. <laughs> Ayo! I like that. Well, there is certainly a market for it. Um, I've been recommended it yeah. by uh, my brother-in-law. And so I did download it. I just haven't played it yet. Yeah, I mean, and the, once again, the joy of that is, and all of the first-party games that have come out in the last couple of years is, that links in nicely to one of the things they got right, which was Xbox Game Pass. Absolutely. So It's a triumph. Yeah, because all these first-party games are coming out on Xbox Game Pass, and you don't have to pay a penny for them other than the actual Game Pass subscription. Do you know what amazes me? What? That's the point, is what they've managed to do is they've managed to turn a fantastic customer loyalty and customer retention platform into something that customers have to pay for yeah so you know if you're a if you're a paying subscriber to games with gold you already get your four free games every month you get your couple of xbox games and then you get your couple of uh, xbox 360 as well but then you've got game pass which gives you access to all sorts of backwards compatible and current gen and they're releasing everything else but they're still charging you for it and the point is that they're managing to do it in a way that makes you pay for it. I'm yeah. already paying for my Xbox Gold subscription, which is already going up in price, yeah. and I'm still going to pay um, $7.99 a month for, for Game Pass. It's absolute genius. The way yeah. they've positioned it is perfect. I think Game Pass is great value for money, though, as well. It's incredible value for money. It's much better than um, EA's equivalent. Yeah. Oh, EA's equivalent's still not bad. It's only $3.99 a month. I know, but none of the um, expanse of titles that no. Game Pass have. No. So like has. games like Void Bastards, for example which was announced at the Game Awards this year, came straight onto Game Pass. Yeah. Um, and I've played a little bit of it. It's fun. But um, it, it, they just seem to be getting the titles like two, three months down the line. And you're never going to get things like uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 on there, for example, like straight away. No. But you are going to get those games that you wouldn't necessarily go out and pay for. Exactly. And it, it works so well. Le- going back to the disappointing side of Microsoft over the last year, though, let's talk about... More about the games. Halo 5. Oh, awful. Tragic. Um, 
Gears 4 was good, but it didn't live up to anything that the, the other games had done so far. No. Um, but there the, are signs that they're rectifying this. They, they didn't so much as um, stumble out of the blocks with this console. They broke a leg as they got up to run. Oh, they did. And it, they just haven't been able to recover. The PlayStation 4 has just been a massive success with all these amazing games that have come out through its cycle. It, when we look back at the PlayStation 4, we'll probably look back at one of the greatest uh, game consoles of all time, I think. Do you know why? The games. Uh, it was the yeah. games, but it was also because Sony had a, an, an absolute clarity of vision with what they wanted to do with PlayStation 4. Yeah. You can tell that in their marketing messages. You can tell that in the way that they positioned it at E3. There was no backtracking on its mm. capabilities. It was all very crystallized what they wanted to achieve with it. Yeah. Xbox, unfortunately, also, as we remember back in the day, it was going to need to be online all the time. Then it wasn't. It was going to be back to catapult. Then it wasn't. And it's because I think there was there was no real clarity of what they wanted to do. They, they, I, I don't think they'd crystallized their vision of what the console was going to be because Sony attacked everything yeah. with a very direct, almost straight as an arrow. They had the studios to back it up as well. Um, the, the, the but thing with having that on yeah. your side allows you to have that clarity of vision. Yeah, you just release a games console that just plays games. Xbox One felt like one of those consoles that Microsoft felt like it had to put out at the time because Sony mm. was about to put one out. And and what Phil Spencer's done with Xbox since the the initial um, press conference, which it comes with Connect. Can I get get one without Connect? No. Yeah. Not yet. Anyway. No. Uh, and now you can't get one with Connect. Now you can't buy an adapter. Up, yeah. <laughs> Hooking up a Connect to an Xbox is actually quite difficult. Now. And they've quietly just shelved the whole thing there. Of course they have. Which they they did towards the end of the last cycle as well. Yeah. But at the same time, they they insisted on bringing it back this time. Um, something that's way more intrusive than something like uh, Amazon Alexa, for example, which if, if you can get capability of... Well, I think you can get it. I think it does work with the Xbox, actually, thinking about it. It's got Alexa. Yeah. yeah. So that's what they people want from it. They want the voice activation from it. They don't necessarily want the facial mapping from it. Yeah. Um, or the very shonky kind of hand uh, motion sensing. Yeah. You know, with the very stilted having to hold your hand out and things like that. It's just very unintuitive. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. So then the games, they're on the back foot immediately. The yeah. games that were announced, no one was particularly excited about compared to the ones that PlayStation announced. And uh, aside from a couple of hiccups, PlayStation games lived up to every expectation when they came out as well. Yeah. And I fully expect, I take the piss out of Death Stranding, but I fully expect that when that game comes out that it will have an audience that absolutely love it. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, and when Last of Us Two comes out, I'd be very surprised if that li- is anything other than exceptional, simply because Naughty Dog have this pedigree of, of releasing these incredible games. Yeah, and and that's the point, isn't it? Is is that we're now in, in the in the place where Microsoft doesn't have much in the bank mm. beyond what it's done to recover, and actually, it kind of needs a good E three. It it absolutely needs a good E three yeah. because this is setting the groundwork for the next generation. Absolutely. Um, and the one thing that Microsoft did do with the previous generation, and the one thing we've seen in the past, is how quickly things can turn around. Microsoft dominated the three sixty PS three era. Yes. Uh, and they did it with games, the most intuitive online system, which is it still is. Xbox Live is still the best online system. Here, here. 
by a, by a long stretch, I think. Yeah. I, I've, I've played on the play, PlayStation 4. It's cold, it's dead, and it's it's hard to actually get to, to, to grips with anyone. And playing Switch online outside of having them in the room with you is... is uh, it, it lacks any kind of fun, mm. basically. Yeah. It involves a lot of jumping through hoops, whereas Xbox is very much designed to play with other people. Yeah. The funny thing is that matchmaking is, is absolutely the, the right way to describe it. Mm. It's, it, it is, it's about finding... Yeah. matches and 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 that whole kind of it's it's almost like um single use friends yeah get them you play with them done don't see them again should we talk about the press conference let's then? talk about the press conference so as as we mentioned before they they've got three main areas they need to focus on yeah which are the new xbox yep allegedly but we we pretty much know that's going to be announced yes project x cloud yes because you've got the uh, stadia announcement from a few months ago so yes. they need to bring out something that's going to compete with that yep and all these game studios that they bought because they were behind the line on behind PlayStation. Yeah. So now they've got these, this ton of games, game studios, and they're going to release a variety of games. So yes. we'll go through, I think, what we expect. Maybe not from all of the game studios, but from the big ones at least, I think. Yeah, well, that's the point, isn't it? So if we just pull up that list, where was it? Uh, so should we do the game studios first and end with the new console? What we want from a new console? What we think we'll see from a new console? I think let's go with the game studios. Sure. So 343 Industries is still a part. Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite. Yeah. Duncan, oh. how ex- are you excited for Halo Infinite? Uh, yes. Good. I always get excited for a Halo game. Yeah. Um it's just a shame about Halo Five. I only played it briefly, but you played I don't it have it. it. But then someone said people just said it was rubbish, so I never got it. So Halo Five, if you play online, it's very, very good. It's very good. The, the online, everything about playing Halo online is fun in Halo Five. The campaign, if that's what you're playing for, which is what I play Halo games for. Yeah, me too. Uh, which I have done since Halo Three, isn't much fun. There's none of the mysticism or fun uh, mm. of the previous campaigns where it felt like you were a cog in a machine, but mm. a sort of a slightly sort of superhuman, you know, sort of you, you were you were doing amazing things. You, you always felt like part of this great mm. big, you know, like the forerunners were this kind of mythic kind of, you know, you were the inheritors of this mythic races technology yeah. and you were fighting in this war against this parasite and this, this you know, sort of religious group. And it was all very nice and very gritty and I loved the, the story. And then Halo 5, Halo 4 as well to yeah. some extent. Halo 4's campaign was slightly more forgivable because it was the first outing, but the second one was and Halo just 4, dire. Considering the power of the Xbox 360, just looked stunning. They also it really did. Yeah. yeah, but they also completely completely failed to learn the lesson that Bungie learned mm. very painfully. Even though Halo 2 is one of, is one of the best-selling games of all time, it was widely derided uh, by its fans because of its decision to have you playing two main characters. Yeah. I don't understand. Um you know, they, sorry, they went back in Halo 3 to just Master Chief. Yeah. Then Halo Reach was just no uh was his name Noble 6. Yeah, yeah, and then um, ODST was you were Buck. ODST in that, was you? no, no. In ODST, you were the rookie. Yeah, and Buck was one of the characters. Buck was one yeah, of the characters yeah, that you sure. played in, like a, one of the vignettes. Yeah, which was a very cool campaign. Um, you know, it was all very focused on a single character. The Master Chief Halo mm. Four did the same thing, and then it's almost inexplicably we don't want to play Spartan Lock. We don't want to be Spartan Lock. We want to be Master Chief. I, I've said this many a time. Sp- Spartan Lock was just a little too like awesome. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, a little too good at everything. Yeah. 
And the thing with Master Chief is he's a bit old. He's beaten up. Yeah. But you you, you want to be Master Chief. But the story had, you know, even for a Halo plot, had more holes in it than, than ever before. Like, the crime that they're hunting Master Chief for seems to be basically just sort of, well, he thought he could do a bit more good over there. Oh, we better bring him in. Better kill him. He, it was, it's never really explained unless you listen to the podcasts, watch all of the trailers, and read up all of the literature. That well, that's a mistake it. because most people will play the primary media. Exactly. I was talking to you before about content, about hero yeah. content. Yeah, yeah. You focus on the big release. You use it as the basis for the other stuff. You don't use it as something that completes minor bits of content. Because yeah. otherwise people are just going to be looking for bits of the jigsaw puzzle uh, that you've already uh, swept under the rug. Yeah, I, Actually, Halo 4 did that really well because you had the main plot but then you could go online and well play as a team but there would be those separate chapter missions where yeah, you still play as ones. your yeah but you would you'd still play as your you would because you would obviously gear um level up during the time and you could have your own spartan but that that did that was really nice because uh, it was a nice little separate story that sort of fed into the whole canon and I thought that's what uh, four did really quite nicely. I agree with you, but I, but you know, sort of almost to prove prove the point we've both made, the Halo Four campaign stood up on its own, yeah, with no oh, yeah. no major holes in it, yeah, you know, and actually, I mean, wow, what a way to end the Halo Four campaign with Cortana dying, yeah, what a massive misstep to bring her back in the fifth one and make her the bad guy and make her the bad guy, yeah, I mean, holy fucking shit, what the hell were they thinking? Well, for most of the game, it's not explained why. Although that's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> most of the game, I still, this is fun, isn't yeah. it? It's, this is very much an Xbox pod this, yeah. this week. This this part, anyway. Um, for most of the game, Master Chief was the bad guy. He was the guy on the run. So weird. Um, and it didn't work. No. And then Cortana, was it the quickening, is it called? What is it that she suffers from? Oh, it's um, rampancy. Rampancy, rampancy yeah. that's the one, yeah. Then, but she's not rampant anymore. No. But, but, um, I think just, yeah, um, it just doesn't work because it's, it's a bit like, from what I understand, all of a sudden she's crazy mm. and, um, she's the bad guy. Sounds very much like Game of Thrones season eight from what But I that's the thing, like at the end of it, like in all through Halo 4, mm. she is, she's suffering from yeah. the first stages of rampancy. She's beginning to fragment. She's beginning mm. to lose control of her emotions, um, which is obviously the result of being the, uh, the result of being an AI created from a flash clone yeah. of a brain. Her seven year lifespan has been exceeded massively. Um, you know, and she's, you know, if you read some of the expanded stuff, she's, she's overflowing with data that she, um, she took on board her her sort of her systems when she was in Halos, the original Halos. When she was left in the original Halo, yeah. in its databank, she sucked up all this data, and that's apparently shortened her runtime as well. And then she dies. Yeah. Ultimate self sacrifice. And then some fragment of her exists and disappears to a Shield world where it sort of gets fixed, and she takes on part of the mantle, which mm. is the Forerunner's sort of approach to containing the flood. And preserving life and species, and her her theory becomes well, just got to destroy everything to make make sure everything survives in some weird way. So she just becomes like a generic big bad. Yeah. Sorry, you're doing that motion. Like no, I, I'm, I'm doing it. No, not at all. Not at all. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try and bring it around to, to Halo Infinite as well. Yeah. I was say. So Halo Infinite, from what we hear, it, it does carry on from the end of Halo Five. Which do you mind if I spoil this, Duncan? No. You end up on a new Halo ring, don't you? Basically. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the new Halo ring looks a lot like one of the older Halo rings. 
Um, Shucks. Yeah. So from from by all accounts, this is a new game with the the view to rebooting the franchise. Yeah. Which it drastically needs. It's got a new engine. The uh, what's it called? The slip slipstream slip drive engine or whatever it's called. Something like that. Yeah. Um, a slip space engine or something. Yeah. So. That's exciting in itself. Oh, yeah, Slip Space, of course it is, because the Fujikawa Shore Slip Space yeah. engine is the human's light speed generating it, yeah, in the, in, in the lore. Sorry, um, nerd. Nerd! The, <laughs> the music looks, sounds... Everything we've seen is from that one trailer, and from that one trailer, they've told me enough to say it's probably going to be better than Halo Do you remember that time I sang the Halo intro with the effect on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah good times. Good times. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, I think it's... Um, Halo Infinite, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of hope there, I think. So... And hope, and yeah, hype and hope, hype and hope. Yeah. So I think I think hope. They need to get this right for starters. Hell yes. I think, and the first, the way they get this right is by saying, this is um, a day one release for the new console. Yes, and you know there'll be bundles. You'll be able to get the Halo Special Edition of the console, that yes. kind of thing. But it has releases for the Xbox One as well. Yeah, all these games apparently are going to have Xbox One releases as well, at I least know. for yeah. the first couple of years. But that's things. how you win. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely. how you make more money than Schmaug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has a lot of money. <laughs> he has a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so next up then, yes. should I just go down? I've got a list here. Yeah, oh, you go down the list. Yeah, you've, you've made notes. Well, <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, Duncan. I was going to interrupt. Yeah. That it does seem that they're opening with talking about focusing on Gears 5. Well, that's what I was going to mention next. Coalition Studios, which is Gears 5. Coalition, uh, Gears 5, Gears Tactics, and... <laughs> Potentially Gears Pop Vinyl as well, which were all announced last year at E3. What do you do? So Gears Tactic is a PC-only game. Yeah. Gears 5 will be available on PC and the Xbox whatever. Xbox One Plus, I'd imagine, the next console. <laughs> I do like the idea of them calling it the Xbox whatever. <laughs> the Xbox... Oh, yeah. Like, basically, Sony have, again, clear vision. It's been the PlayStation. Yeah. The PlayStation 2. The PlayStation 3. The PlayStation 4. PlayStation 5. Whereas Xbox has been Xbox. Xbox yeah. Xbox 360. Xbox One. Xbox yeah. One X. You know, it's... Xbox One S. Xbox One yeah. S. You know, then it feels like now they're sort of... I mean, I know what the One is supposed to stand for. It's supposed to be the sort of the one console that you'd ever need to be a media server and a games yeah. console sort of thing. But it still doesn't. It still defies any sense. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Duncan, you're a big Gears fan, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I my Xbox 360 is the Gears of War three bundle. So it's a lovely red, and it's got the skull on it, mm. and it makes a when you power it up, it makes the whole. Gears or Gears, uh, kind of. Oh, I can't do the thing. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. The chainsaw and sounds. It. Yeah, but yeah, it's the it's the nice intro for Gears. Yeah, I'm, I, I enjoy it. I mean, it is one of the most ridiculous games. Mm. I mean, everyone is super buff and super hard, yeah. and uh, you know, even um, uh, oh, bug, I can't remember their name. Marcus Phoenix. Yeah, Marcus Felix Felix is his dad. Oh, Marcus's dad yeah, yeah. is also super hard. Hang on, hang on. You say his dad's, dad's name's Felix. I'm pretty sure. Felix Phoenix. His name's Felix Phoenix. I, I, that's, that hasn't twigged at all until right now. Yeah, it's, it's no, Felix it's not Phoenix. Felix Phoenix. No, isn't it Felix? I don't. I really don't think it's Felix <laughs> Phoenix. Sure, it is. Oh god, here we go. Oh, we're, we're good. It wouldn't right be now. a podcast without some live googling. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get there before us, is it, <laughs> listeners? Is it Felix Phoenix? Is it Philip Phoenix <laughs> or Fillmore Phoenix? 
a phoenix dad. Let's look it up. So there is a character called Felix Phoenix. But Major a... Adam Phoenix. Adam Phoenix. Yeah. Felix <laughs> Phoenix. Felix Phoenix yeah. is from the Piratica series, series yes. by Tanith Lee. <laughs> I don't know why I got them muddled. Anyway, right, there we go. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I, I'm just thinking Felix from somewhere and I don't know why. Anyway, um, Adam Phoenix. Yeah. It would have been cool if he was Felix Phoenix. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking Felix. Um, yeah, uh, I haven't played Gears 3 for a while. It got a bit scary with the zombies. Um, <laughs> this is how bad with zombies I am. No, that's fine. That's understandable. <laughs> I haven't played Gears 4. Um, okay. That's, that's about it. So, <laughs> Gears of 4. Gears of 4 is, is I think it's all right. It's just, it's one of those games that doesn't really end well. So, like, the whole game's a lot of fun. And then you get to the end and you go, oh, that's the end. Okay. And that, that's, that was my overwhelming feeling from Gears, Gears 4. <laughs> I want one of them to end with a sort of a, a beauty pageant style song at the end. Gears of War! <laughs> you know, the gears have been stopped of war! Or something just ridiculous like that. That's the, how they The thing is, Gears, Gears 3 kind of finished quite nicely. And you could have just... Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would have been happy with it just finishing then. I'm sure everyone would but Microsoft who want to make more money from this franchise, so... Well, yeah, I suppose so. I want them to but, end. I want them to end with an epic, sort of proper great payoff. You know, like really, so every every last thread all nicely and neatly woven together, and then it just fades to black, and then four, you know, some words just appear, white words, and just went, and then they died, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. What? <laughs> Throwing your controller at the screen. What the fuck? So, I mean, Gears 5, let's have a look at this then. Gears of 5? It's going to focus on character Kate rather than Marcus Phoenix's son in this one, isn't it? A woman. Yep. Uh, Who is voiced by Laura Bailey of Critical Role fame. Woo! So, uh, she is the main star of Gears of War 5, which is awesome. Let's have a look at that. Oh, I'm definitely going to buy it then. Yeah. Well, you won't need to if you've got Game Pass, because it'll just come free on Game Pass. Uh, Kate Diaz, uh, an outsider of Locust descent, as Kate, the player, must uncover the origins of the Locust and Kate's family. Uh, Gears of Four, Gears of War Four protagonist J.D. Phoenix, which is Marcus's son. Uh, or hang his, on, hang on. sorry, there's a Locust descendant. Descent, sorry, outsider of Locust descent, sorry. Yeah. So a Locust. No, she's not though. She's a human. Yeah. But so so basically, a human banged a Locust at some point. I don't. I don't really know. I can't remember much about Gears of War Four. So Gears of Four. Gears of Four. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm guessing so. But yeah. But it's she's a cool character, um, and it's nice that there is a uh, uh, games developer getting with the times and thinking. You know what? Let's make the woman the uh, main character in this as well. A and woman whose mother or father. I don't think it's that. I don't think bang it's the that. locust. No, I don't think it's that. Uh, but I think. Um, I don't get it. No, okay. We'll play Gears of War 4 then. Gears of 4? Gears of, play Gears of 4 then, yes. yeah. Welcome um, to Gears of 4. Um, You're a locust, apparently. No. <laughs> anyway. Anyhow. Yeah, she's a great character. She's, she's way more interesting than JD Phoenix was. Because who, whose main trait was that he was Marcus Phoenix's son. Yes. So, And if, that's his character. Yeah, that's his character. <laughs> and the only way he becomes interesting is when you put Marcus Phoenix into the game as well. Yes. So, yeah. So I, I think this should be more interesting. I think 
it frees them up to do some 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 different things as well potentially and i like the gears games they're fun the, the, we're going to call him jd phoenix oh what's he like he's marcus phoenix's son <laughs> yeah but but what's his personality Difficult like to- that that's his personality. Yeah. How would you describe him? difficult to push out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like one of those things you see in a jar on the shelf of a mad <laughs> professor's laboratory. Just comes, a homunculus. It just comes out with like, the, the bandana on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> Yeah. God, that hurt. Like pushing out a bookshelf. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um she's, so- she's looking a bit red. <laughs> Anyway, Anyhow. yeah, Gears of War 5 looks good. Gears Tactics lends itself quite nicely to a universe that they've fleshed out quite nicely. Gears of 5 Alive. Gears of 5 Alive, there you go. Oh, do you remember 5 Alive? Oh, yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. I used to come home from school and my mum would always have a carton of it in the car for me on the way home. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and that's the kind of quality you get with the too much time on our hands. So if you want to subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we want to, we're basically trying to resurrect 5 Alive. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's all about the Five Alive. I'm all about the Umbungo. Yeah, so, yeah. We're gonna have a juice fest. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that every week? Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. totally. Yeah, yeah. It's quite moist in here. So Gears Tactics, and then we've got the Gears Pop game as well. Good. I know nothing about that really, Good. if I'm honest. Um, so next on the list, Compulsion Games released. Um, we Happy Few. Yep. Bought by Microsoft. Released is a grandiose term for. Through or Plopped. splatted, Plopped or out, shat out. <laughs> yeah, you have this. Is it finished? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you and I have different definitions of what the word finished means, I guess, but whatever. I mean, it works. <laughs> yeah, can I play it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah go sure. for it. Yeah, give it a try. Yeah, is it what I expected? Like this super stylized, like universe where I, I, I'm, I'm dodging like the police and kind of, yeah, yeah. Is, is, is there much to do? Do you remember the trailer? Yeah. yeah. Well, that bit's still there. The rest of it, we just, yeah. That's the intro, isn't yeah. it? I've just realised that. That, that, that bit's is, there. That bit, and then it's like, yeah. out you go. Yeah. Have fun. Basically just jizzed it out on the way out of the office. Yeah. <laughs> just in this... That package that. Procedurally right. generated empty world. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that game's not good, is it, the more I look back at it? Sad times. Yeah, it really is. Um, I don't think we'll get anything from Compulsion. So I think, <laughs> aside from something that we need with, to shift with antibiotics, yes, <laughs> yeah, just a bit of a mess, yeah, a bit of an unfortunate mess. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, we've got Mojang. Uh, we've got Minecraft Earth coming out, which is uh, yeah. an AR phone game similar to that Pokemon Go game, which I'm still playing, by the way. You're still playing Pokemon no, I, Go. I, I put it down for a bit, and now Sarah needs me to get Pokemon for her, so I get Pokemon for her. Oh, every, right. every now and then, it takes me a while to realise I'm looking at Google Maps sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and not Pokemon Go. I seem to remember that there's a Pokestop. There's one right there, bud. Literally like you're yeah. sitting in the... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Truly blessed. I, I seem to remember. Yeah, because we did a whole pod where you played Pokemon Go the whole time. That's right, I remember that. Yeah. Happy times, Dan. Yeah, do you remember what the pod was about? No. No. no I haven't got a fucking so. clue. No. <laughs> what I seem to remember was saying generic buzzword phrases like Father Jack. Yes. yes. No. <laughs> that would be an ecumenical matter. Yeah, exactly. So I think Mojang will focus probably on that and maybe some Minecraft updates. That would be an ecumenical matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Mojang do. They deal with the Minecrafts. 
they tried releasing another game, didn't they? And then that disappeared very quickly. Thing is, though, I I do think you know it's it's one of those you're never going to top Minecraft. It's it's a global phenomenon, um, and actually an AR version of it being able to, it, it, as far as I'm aware, you're able to build things that it remembers in the world, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's pretty impressive. Doing it on your phone screen might be a bit of a fucking ball ache. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it will be. Yeah. Definitely. Sorry, I just I have to throw in a fucking every now and then to earn our explicit rating on yeah. iTunes. Yeah. Cunt. Cunt. Yeah. Thanks, you Apple, you bunch of cunts. <laughs> we don't mean that, Apple. But um I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, it, you've fucked our sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, but uh you know, thanks for deleting everyone's music back catalogue. Yeah, or putting that U2 album on there that one time. Yeah, that's the only thing that'll be there left. I, I really would have wanted that. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, Emma's got the Apple stuff. I stay away from them because mm. they're probably as evil as anyone else. Yeah, Maybe do you know what? I know, I know it's ridiculous and I know it's silly, but I absolutely love my Samsung S8 phone. I'm not interested in upgrading at all, so I'm actually going for a SIM-only deal for the first time in my life oh, next wow. month. Shocking. Unreal. Usually I'm a complete hardware whore. Yeah. Wow, this is... A hardware. <laughs> hardware. Okay, so... Right, Mike, next, next, next. Minecraft, news, news. Minecraft um, probably announcing uh, a couple of other bits and bobs as well. Because Mojang, sorry. They're the company that own Minecraft. Um, because it's the 10th year, I think. So I'd imagine we'll get some other fun stuff. It's been stuff. a decade. It's been a decade of Minecraft, yeah. Uh, I really, really hope they put together some really cool montage of what it looked like when it first launched to what it looks like now. Completely the same. Well, almost completely the same, but yeah. in terms of the features and the scale and the scope of the world, yeah, like some cool infographic as well would be really good. Look, if look, if you're listening, Mojang, I've got a great idea, right? <laughs> you show an infographic with the amount of blocks height that the sky can be, and that the the amount the you know, the depth and the height, and just do an infographic about that because that will make your fan base soil themselves with happiness. Yep, totally agree. Yep, all the way to the bedrock, baby. Um, still, some rumours about a Game of Thrones game coming out. A throne of games. Yep, uh, specifically for Microsoft. After they had the, they announced those consoles. I don't know whether you saw them. The Game of Thrones. I did. Consoles look quite cool, didn't they? Well, yep. <laughs> uh, all I would say is that um, Telltale's Game of Thrones game was a bit wank. Yeah. And they were very good at doing stories. I just don't really hold much stock in the Game of Thrones. I think Series A ended very catastrophically. I think there's a lot of source material, but we don't need more Game of Thrones. Come yeah. on, yeah, totally we're done. Good. Please. Yep. Please. Um, Please. So, uh, let's move on. The Ninja Theory, rumoured to be working on a multiplayer game. They made Senua's Sacrifice. And they that's did. How, that's, how, that's what got them the gig with Microsoft. I've got a lot of time for Ninja Theory, who have done, seem to have done, seem to have been brutally honest about everything, which was that they released Senua's Sacrifice. It made enough money for them to pique the interest of some major companies. Yeah. And then one of them bought them. And they released a... Statement saying we either survive by major companies like Microsoft buying us and letting us do what we want to do, and giving us the funding to do it, or we we don't survive. Exactly. So, which is an attitude them. that unfortunately held a lot of games uh, developers, uh, development companies over yeah. the last twenty years in very bad stead because a lot of them tried to do their own thing and when mm. the games that they poured their heart and soul into didn't quite perform as well as everyone expected despite being critically acclaimed yeah. they collapsed look at Troika yeah. they disappeared without a trace leaving Vampire Bloodlines to twist in the wind and it's now regarded as a classic well more on that later but absolutely um, um, well at the E3 Expo uh, they've got Don Matthews from Ninja Theory yeah. chatting which should be 
very interesting. They've yeah. got a few folk up on the stage then, but that's at the expo, which obviously is down as Wednesday the twelfth. Yes, that's well, that's that's when E three opens, and that's when people can wander around the the center. But the the, the press conference is is the bits that we, we all get to experience. So, but um, yeah, it does imply that there's probably something uh, Ninja Theory related going to happen. Well. The fact that Phil Spencer's come out and said that they've got 14 game studio announcements coming out. It's quite exciting. Yeah. I, I, I would be very surprised if, if Ninja Theory weren't one of them. So yeah. Even if they're announcing, we're working on a game. Yeah, absolutely. Ta-ra. Did, yeah. You, see, did you see EA's press conference last year with uh, Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah. Where they, uh, I can't remember his name, the, the guy who's head of... Well, um, we're pretty sure there's a Star Wars game being developed yeah, right yeah. now. And, and we've got some details yeah. about that. It's, coming now it's got a jedi in it yeah that's pretty much and what he uh, said. and a, and a fallen order yeah yeah he didn't even say that he <laughs> said because what can you tell us about that and he goes jedi yeah i can't tell you anything about this will you fuck off please yeah some jedi in it probably gonna have lightsabers maybe some force powers potentially exciting in the star wars universe <laughs> yes indeed Potentially exciting news from Playground Games. Who tell me? Tell me. So, well, Turn me. Ten seems to be the rumor is that they're taking a year off of Forza games this year. So, we while we were due Forza Eight, I think it was <laughs> Forza Eight, but they're holding back so they can release it with the new console when that comes out because Forza always comes out with the consoles. The, the Forza Motorsports series does anyway. Yes. So, Playground are the team that make Forza Horizon games. Right, um, and they won't be releasing a game for a while, but they've been putting together another studio to work on a as yet unannounced fantasy role playing game. Wow, we yeah, that may or may not be called Fable Four. <laughs> so, is the rumor is that the playground are working on Fable Four, basically? Yes, um, and I'm very excited about that. So, I'm quite excited about it too. Fable Two is going to be the one that everyone remembers yeah. as being the best. Fable Three was a bit shite. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Fable Four will buck that trend, and uh, you know it'll be two out of two good. <laughs> I two think, out of four good. Sorry. I th- I think I think we'll definitely get a Fable reveal at this this press conference. Well, I think all right. Let's just say that our early preview review score is it's a Fable game. It's a, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely a Fable game. What? Yeah. I mean, what would you want from a Fable game? What would I want? Yeah. Basically, just repackage everything that was good about Fable 2 and make it better. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, you're welcome. That's the summation. Yeah. The thing that Fable was always very good at was, was, dressing, it, was dressing up what was basically the same mechanics as any Mamorpapaga, yeah. um, massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Even the annoying fetch quests, the paint-by-numbers characters and things like that, but making the world feel lived in yeah. environmental storytelling was always a, a big strong point of the fable series what they could do to keep the fable atmosphere because fable has a tone fable has it's, a tone it uh, slides it, in between somewhere between i'd imagine now between breath of the wild yes. and skyrim do you know what that's that's probably almost yeah. pitch perfect it's yeah it's slightly more deep than uh slightly deeper than uh breath of the wild i would say yeah, yeah. a few more mechanics a bit more a bit more obvious dice rolls behind the scene, if you yeah. know what I mean, a bit more random chance encounters, which is what people love. They love the grind mm. of the Fable games, but they also like the fact that the emergent world would react to you as a player. Yeah. And the, the, you know, the NPCs would respond to you dependent on how you were acting and how you were performing in the game. That's what you want from a Fable game. The problem is, though, that maybe games like Breath of the Wild have thrown down a bit of a gauntlet Yeah, that you don't have to be over-engineered to be incredibly successful because... Again, Breath of the Wild is a perfect example of environmental storytelling done right. Yeah, you can do pretty much anything you want, 
but it doesn't force you to do anything. No, but but you can do whatever you want within a limited skill yeah. set and gameplay uh, mechanics that the game does a very good job of explaining to you in the first few hours. So you always know what you're capable of doing and you also know what the limitations are. It's like, well, mm. I'm not going to do that because I know I can't do that in this game, but I can do this and I can try that and I can, you know, drop my bombs, you know, out of my bottom while I'm flying over the top of the Colosseum where yeah. that white Lionel's hiding and then I can drop on him and basically sort of wear him down. <laughs> you know, that sort of stuff. It's not really emergent gameplay. I mean, they could they could do with taking a breath up page out the breath of the wild playbook as well which is yes. just that like little things like knocking a fire over sets fire to anything that's nearby it mm. um like as you say environmental storytelling just the ability to travel anywhere you yeah. want you might not make it but you can try at least to travel anywhere you want exactly and you know that again breath of the wild was also based on the limitations of the switch console mm. skyrim is kind of unbound by that the only limitation that skyrim really has is again the stuff that it teaches you that you can't do mm. by by not teaching you that you can't do them. It teaches you what you can do. It has environmental limitations as well. Well, it has the sort of invisible walls of the yeah. ginormous mountains that you can't get past. Which which is where Breath of the Wild succeeds. Yes, because it well it just has a big trench around yeah. the outside. But you can climb pretty much anything. Oh yeah, that is that is quite cool. Yeah. Apart from when it's raining, which really fucks me off. <laughs> Um, and weapon degradation, that can fuck off. But we're not talking about uh, that. That can now. go fuck itself up um, the arse with a rusty uh, condom. So, Rare apparently working on something that's not Sea of Thieves, which is, I think, is exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. Uh, my money's on Perfect Dark. New Perfect Dark, maybe? Oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. yeah. That would be quite good. Well, I'll tell you what we are missing these days is a good James Bond game. They don't have the licensing for that. No, no, but I'm not. I'm, yeah. Well, they might do. They could have. The they do, though. Well, maybe. <laughs> or a good spy thriller. Yeah. It doesn't have to be James Bond. Well, you mean, you know, a bit like Perfect Dark. Yeah, but not <laughs> but not Perfect Dark. Okay, fine. Because they, they nearly killed the franchise with Perfect Dark yeah. Zero. Yeah, but that, that was limited by being a day one release. Oh, on the 360. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Interesting to see what they do, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went back to that kind of... Rare releasing a day one release on the Xbox, whatever, probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. No, unless it was Perfect Dark Zero. Yeah, maybe. True. Um, okay, so <laughs> other than that, Turn 10 probably will get a 4 or 8 announcement of some description. Mm-hmm. Um, which is exciting to me, but not that exciting. <laughs> um, Obsidian Entertainment, another studio uh, working on the Outer Worlds game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Exile, Wastelands 3. Yes, that's quite exciting. Uh, and then that leaves Undead, which I have no idea what they'll be working on. No idea. But no. I think we'll get something. And I think the big announcement will be the Initiative, which is their big homebrew studio that they yep. put together with all these fantastic people from all these other great studios. You know what's going to have happened, though? They'll have spent like the last year or so just arguing about who's who's got the best idea. Maybe. It'll, just, it'll just be filled with whiteboards. The initiative is, me- is meant to be the one that challenges uh, Sony Santa Monica, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. So interesting to see what they do. And I think we'll get a big announcement from them. Yeah. Brand new IP for Xbox to take us into next generation. Wow. I mean, that, it's, a, it's a lot of lot of weight to have on your shoulders. My God. that Just that alone in one press conference. And uh, Orion Will of the Wisp as well. Yep. Yep. So do I want to talk about Nintendo here or do I want to talk about Nintendo and Nintendo? Let's talk about Nintendo and Nintendo. Okay, just but quickly. let's have a quick bullet point on this. I think we'll get some 
some announcements about Game Pass coming to the Switch. Because it's been the rumored prospect of being able to play these games. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's, let's see it this way. The Switch has had games like Doom, Skyrim, Outlast. All these games have been ported over, which shows that it has the hardware capability to yeah. play these games. If it can pull things like Mad Max, I mean, it, is it going to be streaming or is it going to be? I think it'll be. I think it'll be static downloads. I think it'll be downloads. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Well, unless they can get Police Project X Cloud business, unless they can get that working, yeah, yeah, which is fine. But that's very exciting as a Switch owner, yeah, and an Xbox fan to have the prospect of being able to download Xbox games and then play them on your Switch. Yeah, even if it's, even if it's in a limited capacity. I, it, do you know what? And it would absolutely be mind-blowing yeah. for Nintendo to do something so forward-facing. Yeah. And and the other thing to think is if they need to make sure that if you've already got a Game Pass subscription, you don't have to pay any extra. Yeah. It, add it into the Play Anywhere vibe. Yes. Or if they... It is Nintendo, though. That's the problem. They even make... You know, people who've just spent three and hundred and fifty pounds pay for access to shitty old Nintendo games. Yeah, on the um, and and on the NES thingy. Yeah, you have to pay for that app. Yeah, and That's you have to pay shit. for Tetris to actually play like Tetris if you want to pay for the Ted. <sighs> Fucking ridiculous. Tetris ninety nine thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. but oh, I think gone I mean, are the days when you used to be able to buy ga- buy stuff bundled properly. You know what I mean? Like you would buy the you would buy the Nintendo Game Boy with Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers, and Tetris. Tetris. You know, it just came with it, didn't it? it yeah. Was just like that was what you got. Tetris was always the game that it wasn't always Mario, but you would always on the basic package of the Game Boy, you would always get Tetris. Absolutely. Mm. And it was brilliant. So. That leaves then two things. Project X Cloud, we know precious little about it, but we think everything we've heard is that Phil Spencer was very happy with the Stadia announcement, mm. which says to me that Project X Cloud is at least capable of rivaling what the Stadia can do. Yeah. Um, I think that's quite exciting in itself. Yeah. He doesn't tend to get excited about stuff that he no, knows his company can't beat. He's pretty, he's usually, I mean, he's the first guy to, to congratulate the other developers generally mm. but i think i think if he's quietly confident about this then project x cloud is going to be something pretty special and they've shared the tech with sony haven't they from what i understand yes it's the one thing they've shared on uh, oh no that's the hard drive thing that's the hard drive uh space thing I think oh, yeah yeah of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry oh god so that leaves yeah, one... I'm, so, I'm so i'm so like into you that i'm just like staring at you listening i'm like god he's so knowledgeable oh, shut up and then when you make a mistake <laughs> i'm like yeah oh no hang on no that's wrong <laughs> uh so that leaves a new games console yeah uh brand new xbox two two projects in the work project scarlet and anaconda from what i understand sweet whether one is one with a disk drive and one's with one without a disk drive Potentially, because wow. they just released the Xbox One S without a disk drive. Yes, apart from that which is needed to run the operating system. Yes, yes, but it, it, there's no, there is no Blu-ray player in it, basically, which is fine. What is that something you want? I I like that the Xbox One has a Blu-ray player yeah. on it. I, I like that. But think of how much money they're giving to Sony to to put a Blu-ray player in. Yeah, but that does that doesn't really bother me. That's <laughs> true. You know that that that's that's a, that's all part of the hidden cost that I don't really know. I, as far as I'm concerned, I've paid my money for the Blu-ray player, which means I can play Blu-rays. Mm. 
that's all I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned about what happens in the financial microtransactions behind the scenes that make these companies even bigger. Yep. And give them more money than Smaug. Yep. Um, Sitting on top of their dragon gold. There's not much to talk about a new console. We can get into it when we get into predictions. I've got an idea, a prediction for it. It's all they are. They have already made the most powerful console on the market. Yeah, they they would be hard pushed to not achieve that again. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, but I've got a few ideas that that could set the Xbox whatever apart from from the Xbox One. So fair dues. But we'll get into that when we get into predictions in the next pod. That's Microsoft all wrapped up. I mean, I think if they can nail all of that. Yeah. Then that's a pretty good press conference. So, I I think everything's going to be okay. I think it will be. Can we cue the music again? You don't have to go from the beginning. Just play from where we were. Okay. There you go. Yeah, see, so it's worth playing this again, just to remind ourselves that everything is going to be okay, we think. If those 14 first-party games developers come through with good games... If everything else works out and Halo Infinite turns out to be launched and announced, we don't just get some shitty trailer again. I want something decent. I want something good. Everything is going to be okay. I think it will be. Go on, Phil. Do this one for us. Absolutely. If you want to follow us on any of our social channels, just look for the handle. It's very simple. Every single platform we're on now, apart from Pinterest, because we're not on it, is at TMTOOH. So head on over to any platform. Engage with us. Tell us what you expect to see from E3, from Microsoft, and... Don't forget that in part two of this podcast coming in just a couple of days' time are the rest of the developers, uh, sorry, no, the rest of the publishers and developers, I guess. So until then, goodbye! Everything's going to be okay! Bye!